You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a master certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Hello, writers. I'm switching it up a little for today's episode because I want to talk about being a debut author. And I want to tell you about a free special event I'm hosting for authors who recently published their first novel or who will be publishing in the next year or two. And I'll tell you more about that at the end of this episode. So this topic came up because a friend of mine, who's also a fellow writer and former client, Annie Catherine, uh, by the way, I featured her in episode 34 of this podcast, if you want to listen. She sent me a report from the bookseller, which is a trade publication for the publishing industry. The report was about a bookseller survey of about 100 new authors, most of whom wrote adult fiction. And more than half of these individuals who'd been surveyed said that the experience of publishing their debut negatively impacted their mental health. Just 22% said they had a positive experience with their first publication. I want to say that those numbers are astonishing, but they're really not to me. Many of my coaching clients come to me as debut authors, either shortly before or soon after publication, because they're disappointed and sometimes even devastated with their experience or the overall publishing process. More than that, though, I remember my own debut. And even though it's been more than a decade, it was such a not positive experience that it still feels fresh in my mind. So at that time, I worked in the publishing industry. I was in magazines, but I'd worked briefly at HarperCollins, and I'd attended a postgrad program for people who want to work in the publishing industry. So most of my friends in New York were agents, book editors, publicists, or they were somehow otherwise in the industry. And we all knew about the so-called stats of making it as an author. Everyone, you know, would go out to get drinks or have brunch. We'd talk about how, you know, you were more likely to get hit by lightning than make it as an author. So I decided to write my first novel, and I didn't tell anyone about it other than my best friend, a dear friend of mine who was at the time, unfortunately, dying of stage four cancer, and she also wanted to publish a book. And I told my husband as well. I wasn't a coach at the time, but I had interviewed more than 100 psychologists as a health journalist. So I knew the importance of protecting my mental space. So I wrote a manuscript in about four months. It was this wonderful, if frenzied experience. I edited it very quickly. I wrote what I thought was a pretty good query letter, which I still teach from today, actually. And I queried seven agents. Yep, seven total. Ten days later, I have two offers of representation, one with this big deal agent at ICM and the other with Elizabeth Weed, who had just set up shop on her own. I chose Elizabeth because even though she was more junior at the time, she was far more enthusiastic about my book and my career prospects, which, by the way, is how I think you should choose an agent. So Elizabeth says, I think your book is going to sell really well. And she takes it out to editors. Less than a week later, we get one offer. Then we get another. Then Elizabeth's foreign rights colleague says, hey, we have offers from Italy, Germany, and Turkey. 
And some of these offers are more than I used to make in a year as a publishing assistant. Elizabeth decides to hold a North American auction. And within a day, we have three to four offers, including a really lovely six-figure deal from Dutton, which is an imprint of Penguin. And we decide to go with with Dutton. And I'm just over the moon. I think I have taken the first step to my lifelong dream of being a full-time author, which by the way, I had, it just didn't play out as I had envisioned that it would. So this is when the rest happens. The publisher gives me this beautiful, but super somber cover of a ballerina. If you've read my work, you know, I tackle heavy subjects with a light touch and often a good deal of wit. So I tell my editor, this cover is too serious. And she says, Marketing says it will work. The ballerina stays. About a month or two later, my editor emails me with the subject line, not our favorite. Yes, I still remember that email. I remember the subject line. I remember the entire email. It is my first trade review from Publishers Weekly, and it is absolutely scathing. Whoever reviewed it anonymously made sure that not a single line from the entire review could be quoted. There's nothing nice or even so-so. I can feel the ball of enthusiasm deflating at Penguin after reading this email. And even though other trade reviews and commercial reviews were pretty nice, the momentum from that one review was gone. So the book's published. And first week sales aren't great. Second week sales are even worse. Third week sales are non-existent. Readers are disappointed that the book is not more serious because that's what they think they're getting based on the cover. And this blogger and PhD student named Lydia follows me and my book around the internet, making sure that everyone knows my novel is the worst thing she's read all year. I stopped sleeping. I start having actual panic attacks. A psychologist diagnoses me with generalized anxiety disorder, which I'd probably had for decades at that point. I had a lot of childhood trauma, but it was triggered and made significantly worse by this experience. I write another book, which is okay, but I feel so sad and anxious. A year passes. My editor does not buy the next book. I begin another book. My editor isn't into that one either. Then my editor admits to my agent that the publisher really cannot buy another book from me, no matter how good it is, because the numbers of my debut are so bad. I literally cost my publisher over $100,000. I put more focus on my journalism because it pays the bills. I take a job as a health editor at Real Simple. I assume my fiction career is over. And for more than three years after selling that first book, my career is over. In fact, for more than three years from publishing that first book, I did not do anything else in the publishing space. So I want to clarify and just say that I am super, super grateful to have published that book, which is The Art of Forgetting. And a little side note for you, I got the rights back for that book, redesigned the cover with a designer, of course, not myself, edited it a little bit and self-published it. And now it makes me cash every month. And I feel a lot better about the entire thing. All that said, it's not my best book, but it's not awful. The advance that I got from it from Penguin let me 
someone who grew up with very little money and no financial support from my family, it allowed me to put a down payment down on a lovely home in which I raised my children. And that experience was a big factor in why I decided to become a coach. I really hate seeing people struggle the way I did. So it's not all bad. But when I come across a survey like the one from the bookseller that says that debut authors struggle with a lack of support and that their mental health is negatively impacted, I'm not surprised. Here's what I want to offer on the other side of my own debut experience. We cannot change the industry, at least not as individuals. But there is so much that we as authors are able to control. Publishing your first novel and all of the ones that follow can be a positive experience. More importantly, it can put you on the path to long-term success. Since my devastating debut, I've published nine more books that have sold about 900,000 copies. I've helped numerous debut authors have the experience that they envisioned when they decided to become an author. And there are three things in particular that I and they have found make the biggest difference when it comes to turning the debut experience into something positive. So first, you have to find your own support system. The reality is, even if you are the lead title for a publisher or a lead title, authors are now expected to do a lot of marketing on their own. There are ways to take the reins, even if you have a small or non-existent budget on your marketing. You also need social and mental support that goes beyond what even the best agent and editor can provide. Second, you need to set boundaries to safeguard your mental health. Believe me when I say I had none with my debut. Zero boundaries. I said okay to everyone. I accepted everything that was thrown at me. And I allowed people on the internet, hi Lydia, to invade my digital space. That one step alone could have changed my entire debut experience. And third, even if your book didn't or doesn't perform to your expectations or to your publisher's expectations, you can still use it to create a marketable author brand. You can also reflect on that experience to write an even better sophomore novel. There is so much you can study about your own process to then create the kind of career that you want to have as a author. So with all this in mind, I am hosting a free event on May 25th at 1 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time for debut authors. So by debut author, I mean anyone who's published their first book over the past two years or so, or anyone who is planning to publish their first book in the next two years. This is an hour-long event during which I will offer practical steps on the three things I just mentioned, getting support, setting boundaries, and using your book as a brand launch pad for a successful career. This event is not a sales pitch. I want to be really clear about that. It's something I'm doing simply because I wish someone had done this for me when I was a debut author. The publishing experience does not have to be negative. You do not have to spend years languishing as I did, or worse, leave the business altogether. So if you're interested, you can register for this event at even better dot co, that's dot co, forward slash debut, D-E-B-U-T. I want to encourage you to share this with other authors if you think they would benefit. There'll be a replay for those who register, but I encourage you to attend live if at all possible, because I'm going to answer questions during and at the end of the event. So if you have questions 
I would love to be able to answer them for you. By the way, if you are enjoying this podcast, take a second to rate it if you would. Apple, if you're on Apple, doesn't even make you leave a full review if you don't want to. Every single rating and review increases the visibility of this podcast to other listeners. So if you're willing to do that, I'd be super grateful. I hope to see you on Thursday, May 25th at the debut event. Happy writing. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.